Big week for crude oil pushing back to the recent highs. Commodities overall strengthened. And that big part of the inflation story deserves our attention. Tamar Esner is joining us, principal at Vectis Energy Partners. Tamar, great to have you back on the show. Happy New Year. Let's talk some crude oil. What is the most important part of this story to you? Great to see you, Oliver. The most Thanks. important part of the story is that the fundamentals are really strong. Supply growth in the U.S. is going to be constrained this year, particularly because investors are going to be demanding more returns and because the productivity of wells has gone down, especially with inflation. It costs more for labor and for steel casing. Um, wells are producing more gas now relative to oil. Really, there's only one uh, shale basin in the U.S. that's growing, and that is uh, the Permian, and it's producing more gas than oil. So I think that supply growth in the U.S. will be constrained. Towards the end of uh, the year 2022, we think that we will really have uh, eaten into OPEC OPEC plus fair production. So we think that the fundamentals on supply are really strong. At the same time, uh, Omicron hasn't really eaten that much out of demand. People are still traveling, especially uh, gasoline and diesel are near record highs in demand. So we think that the fundamental setup looks really strong. That's amazing that uh, we're still near records uh, for these uh, energy commodities, even uh, with the case counts so high. Uh, does that uh, limit the potential for a big post-Omicron surge in demand, or uh, is the supply side, to your other point here, the other side of the equation, uh, potentially putting a, a bid into oil too? I think that Omicron, to the extent that it has had an impact on demand, it's really been mainly on the jet fuel side. So I think that mm. as we get to the other side of Omicron, we will see continued support for demand in the form of, of jet fuel. That's really the only source of demand that hasn't basically fully recovered mm, post-COVID. So that's a really important um, point. Mobility in, in basically all other forms of, of gasoline and diesel have been have been really strong, even in this uh, you know third or fourth wave of, of of the pandemic. Okay, so we'll be looking for any uh, real updates from airlines and businesses too about any potential business travel. So uh, another kind of uh, holdout for our recovery story. So the demand potential there to kind of kick in even more for crude, definitely there. What is on the agenda as far as potential for surprise from OPEC or anything else on the supply side? Well, we've got a number of geopolitical wild cards now, especially heating up in Kazakhstan and, and Ukraine vis-a-vis uh, -vis Russia. So we'll definitely keep our eyes out on that. Um, they tend to have a bullish overtone to them, mm. um, particularly if um, Gazprom and, and Russia are restrictive uh, on their gas supplies to Europe. That will provide a bid for oil as oil uh, will displace gas as a source of power. And so that will provide a bit of a, of a demand bid for, for oil. We're obviously also very much monitoring negotiations between the U.S. and Iran to see if there is any sort of progress on a nuclear deal. That seems to be stalled and we don't see any uh, you know, material path for that to change uh, between now and the next six months. So that's another bullish indicator. Uh, the other thing that we're looking at is really how the oil market responds to Fed tightening. So, you know, the last couple of years mm. we've been in quantitative easing, easy money, and so that's had a very supportive impact on, on oil prices. Um, the question is, how does the market react now in a tightening environment? So a little bit of a, of a newer 
um, set of factors for the market to digest. Definitely. So uh, crude so far looking like a pretty decent way to kind of hedge one's exposure in risk assets uh, to inflation, I guess. Uh, seems like it's working as good as anything. Uh, I wonder uh, if the commodity as an asset class um, I mean, that's kind of what you're talking about, right? I mean, uh, maybe this will be an alternative. I mean, I've seen more and more guests either buying energy stocks or allocating more to the commodity. So you've got kind of a flows dynamic there to some extent. Absolutely. And there's been so much underweight uh, positioning in both the energy stocks and in the commodity as well. So there's definitely a lot of uh, room for upside from a financial positioning perspective. We ultimately think that you don't uh, have core inflation without energy inflation, but there is always a flip side. And that's why there is this sort of two-way risk to how the market digests uh, Fed tightening in the sense that mm. if there are uh, ongoing increases in interest rates, that's compounding the risk for recession, um, and that could put a damper in on oil demand. We don't really see that playing out, but there is that, that risk that it, it goes in, in that way. Mm. But to your point, oil has served generally as a, as a really good hedge um, against inflation, but also we have to look at what impact higher interest rates have on, on the U.S. dollar. Yeah, in fact, the one big crude sell-off we had uh, in that week of uh, initial Omicron fear, yield curve really got pancaked there too. Uh, so to your point, seeing how the potential for uh, a blowback from rate increases could hit crude, uh, something we want to keep in mind. Tomorrow, great stuff. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon. Great to see you again, Oliver. Sure thing. Really good, really helpful and really important too, as we're trying to figure out uh, where crude fits into the strategy in 2022. So far, it fits in as good as anything else.